0: Hi friends. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that if you like what we talk about here on the belonging podcasts, I think you'll really love my book. It's called Root and Ritual, Timeless Ways to Connect to Land, Lineage, Community, and the Self, and it is available right now wherever books are sold. It is a beautifully illustrated guide to connecting with the earth, your ancestors, and your communities as you come home to your whole self. Though we live in a radically different looking world, the needs of our bodies and spirits are the same as the ancestors we come from. I divide this book into four parts, land, lineage, community, and self, and I take you on a journey. For engaging more deeply with your life, I provide stories for my own life and I share rituals, recipes, and ancestral wisdom, journal prompts to support you on your individual and unique and sacred path. You can get more info and bonuses at rootandritualbook.com and pick it up at your favorite bookstore online or in person. Thanks for all your support. It means. The world to me. I'm Becca Piastrelli, and this is Belonging, where I talk about what it means to belong to the earth, to yourself, to your ancestors, and in community.
1: Hi, Nisha. Hi, Becca. I feel like I should say,
0: welcome to Belonging. (laughs) (laughs) A very special episode of Belonging. We're here on the couch in my office. I'm 26 days postpartum. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. And yet. (laughs) And yet. Not. (laughs) We'll talk about that. And I wanted to share my birth story. Is it my birth story or is it Atlas's birth story? Probably both of your birth story. Our birth story. Yeah. And I asked you to come and facilitate that with mm. me. Mm. One, because I'm incredibly sleep deprived and feel like, could this be, it's going to be nonlinear, but like, could, I need some support in that. And also because you were there. I was there. Such an honor. Every hour, <laughs> many hours of it. Uh, I did take a little nap. Yeah, of course you did. (laughs) I would hope so. I was really happy when all of you took naps. Yeah, and you're a mama yourself. Mm. And a doula now. And a
1: doula. Hanging my shingle right here on the Belonging Podcast. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think you got, yeah, you got trained just in time.
1: Just in the nick of time.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I don't really know how this is going. I just hit record. But maybe I'll hand it over to you Mm -hmm. to just begin us in a more intentional way. Mm -hmm. And we can just see how this flows.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. How many days? 26 days. 26 days. That's wild. (laughs) Uh I'm so curious to start with what's the first
0: memory that you have of being in labor? Well, there's pushing, yeah. Because that Way felt before like that. that felt like victory. But what? Like, oh, that's the first memory that comes to you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I meant yeah.
1: chronologically speaking. Oh, oh,
0: oh! I thought you meant
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're like. Well, I guess we're going non-linearly, <laughs> starting at the end.
0: <laughs> oh, the first. Okay. Well, um, so. She was born on a Sunday. Okay, Thursday, I went to the acupuncturist and I said, give me the induction special. <laughs> like, let's go. Why, why did you feel that or why did you know you were... How did you
1: know you were right? I mean, I was
0: three days bef- two days before the due date, but I just like had such a strong like, it's time, mm. which is interesting because in like the organized world of our lives, like we could have used a few more days. Like Tim was still finishing up work and I... Like had these things I wanted to do, but like it was like a body, like let's go. Mm. I was also really uncomfortable in my body, not sleeping well, and just like ready to meet her. Mm-hmm. So I walked into my acupuncturist Lindsay's office, and I was like, "It's time." And she listened to my pulses and said, "Okay, you're ready." So we did the induction special, which is like electrodes on your back. And then these acupressure points and acupuncture points. And then she said, it should start in 24 to 48 hours. And I was wow. like, okay, we'll see. Because there was a full moon coming the next week. So I was like, oh, it's will be born on the full moon. That's the strongest energy there is. <laughs> so <laughs> the next day I started getting aches, you know, like achy cramps. But I think a lot of first-time moms are just like, is this... What is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd had achy cramps the weekend before. I texted you and we were like, is it? And then they went away. So I was like, I don't know. But they just kept coming. I had a massage scheduled that day. And I told her, I think I'm getting contractions. She's like, then I'm definitely not going to come massage you. Like, you should prepare. And I was like, this could not be real. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, it might be. It's like, okay. Did and you get the massage? No. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm not trained for that. And you should probably just like lay low. She was right. (laughs) And then by 10 PM that night, they were really, they were really starting to become rhythmic and I could measure them like beginning and ending. But I still was like, no, I could be wrong. These could go away. And then I tried to lay down. I had a glass of wine. My wife was like, have a glass of wine and lay down. I tried to watch a movie, and then I realized, "Well, oh, I'm really uncomfortable." <laughs> and so, at 1.30 a.m., I told Tim it's time to prepare the birth cave. And he said, "Are you sure?" I don't know. It's like, no, it's time. I just like knew. And so he like hung sheets on the windows because I wanted to birth in a candlelit cave. That was my vision, like dark, 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 like a mammal goes into a cave to be safe. And he hung up like fairy lights and- we, Oh, those damn fairy those lights. Those fairy lights that had um, <laughs> some sort of a short <laughs> and would blink and piss me off. He <laughs> would run around and try to find something else. And you brought over like- a thousand like battery-powered lights so we, we put those up. those I, little electric
1: candles. Yeah. yeah, they're so great. They were great. I mean, they can be really ugly in some circumstances
0: and then so helpful. They were nice, particularly because we also are continue to be in and we're in like quite a fire danger time. So well, I was like, I'm gonna do candles and you said, probably best if a few. maybe I not everywhere, everywhere. too. <laughs> that was smart. So yeah, then Tim laid on the floor and I laid on the couch all night and I just, I didn't sleep and I labored all night and it was like a very slow, both of us being like, oh, this is happening. It wasn't like a switch. It was like, oh, okay, okay, right. We're going to have a baby. And then like 6 a.m, I waited. I waited until the like latest possible time to text you. And I said, I think it's time. And you responded immediately. You were up. I'm not usually
1: up that early, but I had a sense. I knew that it was it, it was a any moment now thing. so I remember going to bed really early the night before. Brilliant.
0: You came over pretty quick. And I said, Tim, go sleep. So he went and slept and I laid on the couch and you sat on the couch reading or journaling. <laughs>
1: well, I remember when
0: I came in, can I
1: share this piece? Yeah. Yeah. So I came in through the sliding door and you had the birth ball and you were on your knees I was. hanging over the birth ball. And I remember walking in and having this sense, and I think you said, I think you used the word lonely,
0: Mm.
1: that you, you've been in this for all night and Tim was now sleeping and you were riding the waves by yourself with the cats kind of roaming around here and there, but it was really you alone in your journey. So it felt really good to be there with you and. Yeah, I remember you climbing on the couch and like, let's try to get you comfy and get some rest because we're certainly not near the end of the story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, it was lonely. It was lonely to labor all night with like a very sweet sleeping husband. But yeah, it was nice. It was really nice when you got there. And you were timing my contractions, which was a relief for me because it's like hard to be like on this app I'm like what our ancestors didn't time their contractions on apps not with apps That's but it's sure. like so helpful to be like how close how far apart are they so at some point you called the uh, the official doula Patty mm-hmm. Patty we love Patty Jem. gem and she came over this is where it's a blur Anisha mm. what happened after that
1: well, we waited until your contractions surges, as they call them. Yes. Were or rushes. Rushes. Yes. Sounds quick. <laughs> <laughs> we waited until they were pretty consistently five minutes apart. And um, I remember at some point because they had been like, "Oh, that one was ten minutes apart," and the next one was three minutes apart, and then the next one was twelve minutes, and then we had a five minutes, and then and then it started to get a little more rhythmic you know, and they were really five minutes apart and Patty came over and that, I remember that period right after she came over as, and this is what I find really interesting is every time a new person comes in the space, there's a shift of energy. So she came over and verified that, yes, it's time to get the birth tub together. And that's when Mm -hmm. Tim got to work.
0: Woke up Tim.
1: I made some coffee for him. Yeah,
0: that's right. And I got really excited. I remember feeling like, yeah, the shift in energy of like, we're doing something. The team is assembling. Yeah, the busyness. That was really nice. And like filling the birth tub was something Tim and I had talked about for months. He was like stressed about it leaking and how does it work and the getting the right hose and the right adapter for the hose and then watching it like flawlessly be filled up. I was like, let's do that. Yeah, I remember laughing a lot and like joking between... The surges a lot with all of you and being even like recording you all, filling it up and being like, Yeah, it was a really fun
1: part of your labor. I, it was, there was a lot of laughter, it was very sweet. Tim was super excited. He'd had a little snooze and kind of seemed like he was like in that go time mode, and uh, you know, just the precision, you know, of getting all the little wrinkles out from the bottom of the birth tub. Oh, I
0: loved that when you were like, there will be no wrinkle, Becca will not be uncomfortable in this
1: tub. (laughs) Well, you know, like a wrinkle under the knee.
0: No. No. So it was sweet. That was a really sweet time. Yeah. And then I had to wait eight hours to get in. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: was also when she, um, when Patty put the, uh. Oh, gosh, I'm blanking on the name.
0: Around your belly? The rebozo. The rebozo. That's right, to ease my discomfort. The rebozo is like a cloth, I believe, indigenous in Mexico. Guatemala? Guatemala. I might be wrong. Oh, gosh. Education needed here. Insert education here. (laughs) It will be in the show notes. Thank you, Caitlin. And so she just like wrapped it around my belly. I was on all fours and she wrapped around my belly and lifted it up, which is such a relief on my back. And during a contraction, initially it was comfortable, later it was not. Oh, and then she wrapped it around and then like pulled it over my shoulders so I could hold on to it and lift my belly up. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. She had cool tricks. Yeah. Yeah. So she was helping me with that and I remember she. I was like, "Can I get in the tub?" And she said, "The tub will slow down. It slows down labor." I'm realizing now. She had me do a lot of things, like walk around the kitchen and walk up and down stairs, do lunges. At the end, I was like so mad at her every time she asked <laughs> me to do that because it would make it would make the surges more intense. Mm-hmm. But that, I realized now that was like really her focus was like, we got to get, we got to get you going. We got to comfort you, but we got to get you going and you can get in the tub when we're far enough along.
1: Mm -hmm. It's such an interesting dance, right? Of when we're uncomfortable, we want to find what's comfortable, but in, to a degree, the discomfort is part of the progress right? It's like, it's going to get more intense. And yet we want to pull away from the intensity, but the intensity is what's going to bring the baby
0: here. I really struggled with that. I mean, I get it. I think I asked you several times throughout the labor, like, was it this hard for you? (laughs) Like I needed validation. Like this is so hard. And he'd be like, yes, yes. It was hard for me too. Because I had had a night, a sleepless night And I was excited that like, I thought the baby was going to be born that day. The baby was born the next day. And I, I just like, didn't realize what I'd have to move through in order to get to the finish line. And I'd read about, I mean, I'm the one who read all the books. I read all of Ina Gaskin's books, spiritual midwifery and the guided childbirth. And in them, there's a lot of birth stories I think I listened to so many birth stories leading up to the birth all positive ones which is sort of what they recommend and um I just thought like none of them oh and I watched a lot of call the midwife on Netflix and I remember thinking during one of like a really rough surge like that show is a liar like (laughs) this is all those all those stories about psychedelic and orgasmic (laughs) rushes like that is not what
1: I'm having also the whole thing happens in like the 40 minutes of the show or something
0: (laughs) right and I soon realized I'm not gonna be like a quick labor like I had a lot of grief came through me Mm. pretty early where I had all these realizations of like I don't know what's gonna happen like the part of me that just had all the plans Mm. you know and I it was hard for me to surrender. And I had grief around like, why can't I surrender? Well, why, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: why am I like pulling up and away from each contraction when I'm being asked and have practiced in my mind, like going down and in, like, why is this so hard for me? And I'd say like, for the entire labor experience, I was really in a battle of my mind I wasn't, like, I would go into my body, but I'd come out a lot, and, like, I wanted to give up so much, mm-hmm. so much, and then I would ha- have enough brain space to judge that, and so there was, like, shame, and and I just want to, like, say that now, because I wonder, from my Instagram posts, if I've given off the impression that it was, like, this <laughs> really dreamy, you know, I mean, it was dreamy and empowering in many ways, but, I mean, it was really, really hard, and I really, thought I couldn't do it like not just at the end like the whole time I Mm. thought I can't do this Mm. and then I'd say it and Patty or you would say like you're doing it and I'd be like shut up no I'm not (laughs) (laughs) which is interesting because I was but I was in this real brain dance where I was just like oh I had no idea and I don't think I can meet this discomfort. Yeah it's interesting how
1: Well, one way to look at it is that all of that stuff that comes up is such, in some ways, such perfect preparation. Not that anything perfectly prepares us, but perfect preparation for what's coming next. And, you know, in in this case, of course, there's, you know, the labor being the preparation for having a new child but I think there are also so many stages of labor and every one is sort of makes me think of like a video game you get to oh that level was so hard and then dun, 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 next level <laughs> and you couldn't have skipped yeah. that one to get to the next one but oh yeah oh, I prepared you but whoa every level mm-hmm. brings its own intensity and you know I'm so curious after that early we talked about the joyful period with the rebozo and laughter. And
0: what do you remember after that? I remember I just sort of was offered things and I would say yes or no. But it was, it was like this slow descent into my body. And I became less and less like I remember early days or early hours like between the contractions, I would like talk to you all or like laugh or check in on something And then just as it just kept with every hour, like there was more and more silence in between them. And it's true about like just yes or no questions. Just like people would, you would uh, say, Becca, would you like to eat this? And I'd say yes or no. And then um, Tim would be like, would you like to hold my hand? And I'd say yes or no. And then I remember Patty was like, you can get in the shower and I said, that sounds great. And the shower was my buddy. Mm-hmm. I really, because I could put my hands up on like the ledge and then have the water hit my lower back. And Tim would always come in with me in the shower. And that just felt really sweet and intimate. I know you were all on the other side of the door. But <laughs> and he would put a fan on me in the shower, but I'd want it hot. And... And those actually in the shower moments, those were the moments I would just like be the most vulnerable. And I'd say like, I think I I'm, I said to him, I think I want to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And he said, whatever you want, like whatever you want, you're like, this is yours. But, you know, like maybe maybe we can wait a little bit longer to decide that. Why do you want to do that? I'd say, like, this is just hurts too bad, like this. And I'm tired because I had been up all night. I'm tired, I can't, I'm too weak or whatever. And it was just nice to be able to just like say that stuff. You had told me prior to labor, like, if you're thinking anything, like, just say it.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember when I first came over, that was, you were snuggling in and snuggling in to try to rest. And I remember saying, If you have a thought that doesn't go away right away, just say it out loud, whatever it is. I think that's where we can drive ourselves a little nutty, you know, in that um, ruminating and spiraling and conspiring or paranoia or whatever is going on inside of us because the intensity is so much we want to get away from it and where do we go but our mind. I think it's so empowering to have that. Freedom and and choice to say I'm just gonna say it all out loud and trust the team to hold me in it.
0: That was the best advice you gave me because I there's definitely like a part of me that's still in just like more lucid states like still struggles to like say the thing because mm-hmm. I want to like look or appear it together or I have shame around feeling it. I don't want you know, it's too vulnerable and I think looking back I was saying things I was while well, I was trying to and in the shower particularly with Tim, I started just like saying it all and um later he said it really scared him that I was like I'm out I'm out and I was like well you didn't show that to me You <laughs> just let it be okay That's and then awesome. I and then I get out of the shower and I'm like okay let's just keep going just keep going another oh patty also had tim and i like just lay down in the bed together and that was really nice he like held me and i remember in the bed in the shower like my moaning started to get louder like there was like a transition maybe mid-saturday where i was like okay we're just like it's getting i was (laughs) i i let go of like how do i sound how do i look I remember I wanted to have my hair braided and up, and then I was like, just take the braids out. Like, I changed a bunch of times. I had this birthing, <laughs> I ordered on Etsy this like birthing outfit. <laughs> it was really cute. It was so cute. It's like two piece magenta, it was like a skirt and a top. It um, looked like a
1: bathing, kind of a bathing suit top. Almost. Right. Yeah.
0: And then I never wore the bottoms, but I wore the top. And then finally I was like.
1: The <laughs> bottoms were like a figure skating skirt. <laughs> <Were> they, <laughs> this didn't work. It doesn't really cover anything. I but. know.
0: By the end I was extremely naked, but it was just so funny to look back and be like. All the curation I did for the birth experience and like what worked and what didn't. I think we listened to the birth playlist several times (laughs) and um, yeah, the affirmations I had on, I had written these affirmations. You helped me too, using yours all over the house. And there were times when you or Tim or Patty would just like whisper them in my ear. And I'm glad because I couldn't read them. I couldn't look at them. I can really only, I, I mean, I wasn't, I was looking within And I remember Patty, what did Patty, she whispered one and I was so mad at her, where I think it was like, I trust, oh, I I trust my baby. I trust my body. I trust birth. She was, because like, she knew. And you're like, like, shut up. (laughs) Patty said I was so nice. And I was like, if you had heard the inside (laughs) of my mind. Like, so maybe not all thoughts were shared. Shut. No. Because <laughs> I also was like, I really value my birth team and I want them to keep supporting me and I don't want to be an asshole. Even though they said you can be an asshole and we won't hold it against you. Mm. Whatever comes out of a birthing person's mouth, we all understand you can't offend us. But I was like, but I I guess I held back that. But I remember she said something about like, I trust this process. And I was like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Go away. <laughs>
1: when when did you know that? Because you you said that you you know get coming into labor in the middle of the night on Friday night. That okay, we're gonna have a baby on Saturday. When did you start to feel like that wasn't gonna happen?
0: Yeah. So yeah, as it got later and darker, mm-hmm. I was like. Okay. So this is going to be like a night birth. And then I was in the tub. Is this before or after your midwife came? So the midwife came, midwife is Diane. Mm-hmm. She came when I was in the tub and the tub was this beautiful, you have these pictures of me smiling. The tub was this beautiful sort of like break and all of the intensity. Cause it does slow down everything. And it's just, I really loved the warm water on my whole body. And I was really happy to finally be in the tub. Yeah, and I just like to, to give context
1: to time of time to listeners, right? So you'd been laboring all Friday night and into Saturday morning. And then in the morning, uh, I came early and then Patty, the doula, came. And then you're laboring all day, right? Mm-hmm. And it's starting to get dark and we're starting to get curious about okay uh, contractions are still evenly spaced you know we're doing what we can how far along are we we don't know really
0: right and patty is you know been a birth doula for 16 years she was just sort of watching me in the contractions and so she got me in the tub and called diane at the same time and that was like strategic because she thought i was pretty far along so then Diane came, I got out of the tub. She checked me and I was two centimeters. Oh
1: For anybody listening, you you can start pushing and sometimes start to get the urge to push after 10 centimeters. So you start with a full cervix, the cervix effaces and then you have dilation and
0: you 10 is when you get to push and you had made it to two. And later she told me that it was like not even two <laughs> she was being. And so when she told me that. Um, I mean, it's like running a marathon and somebody saying, good job. Seven more to go. Yeah. Ten more to go. And I it, that, I mean, I really, I really thought we were there. I mean, I don't I have no basis for that. Mostly just like how long it'd been. And um, did you think we were there? No. You knew. I don't think Patty or I thought we had talked about it.
1: Actually, oh, really, but we wanted. I mean, there was a curiosity about how far along you are, but you were too vocal. I think to be there. I, my sense. Oh. I won't. I won't speak for Patty. My sense that you weren't there yet was that you were still vocal, and your contractions were still not super. They weren't super close, and you were still vocal. My tell. Where your tell maybe for me was that you looked around a lot you oh. were like tracking your environment a lot I was and so that was my sense that we still had another marathon or two to go
0: ah uh. yeah I didn't know that <laughs>
1: nobody was gonna tell you that's for sure
0: I know and you were
1: exhausted
0: I was really tired um so she told me that and um then she was like, you can get back in the tub. I got back in the tub and she said, I think the best option here is like everyone rests because you've got a longer, you've got more to go. Well, actually she gave you a choice, I think. What was the other point? choice? I chose rest. Um, The choice was,
1: do you want to kind of go for it and we'll work on picking up the pace and really That's kind right. of... Do things. Trying to sprint and see what happens. And that was what you said. you were like, "Okay, great. Let's do that. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know what anyone else was doing in the room. And you had to, you know, labor and birth veterans in the room. So they probably were way less uh, attached to their ideas than I am to mine. I definitely was on team rest. I was like, yeah. I, my sense was rest was best because you two centimeters, you have a long way to go. We don't know what it's going to be, but if you used up all your energy, then what's left?
0: And Diane, so, like, just this, like, very mellow, measured woman mm-hmm. and she, it was like she was telling me without telling me, like, mm-hmm. don't use that, where she was like, we could just, like, turn up the heat and go, and I was like, yes, and then she said, you know, but how tired are you? Mm-hmm. Can you do this tonight? And I just realized I'm. I mm. the sun had gone down on the second night, and I said, "Okay, I don't know how to rest when I'm. These contractions are so intense, um, but we'll try." So, her Patty left to go sleep at her house and refresh, and Diane left, and I went and laid down with Tim. Well, I feel like. Can we just say that was one of the hardest moments. Oh, okay. I am am fast forwarding. They left and I just burst into tears. Yeah.
1: It was you, me, and Tim. They both left. They decided to to both leave because we had a a ways. Yeah, Patty needed to have a little snooze and a shower and it just wasn't really time for Diane to be there yet.
0: Yeah. But it was hard. And when they shut the door, I just like burst into tears and it was really that was really special. You and Tim just like letting like, there was no like, but here's the silver lining. You're like, yeah, yeah, this is hard. But what I never felt was like, you know, like I had my own personal birth preference, which was like a home birth. And I had made peace with if we need to transfer, we need to transfer to the hospital. That's fine. Um, And I also didn't want to, (laughs) to be honest. And you, you both knew that. And so there was never any sort of like, we just were, I just felt really held in that moment of like, Becca doesn't know if she can keep going and we don't know what's going to happen next. but there was no jumping to conclusions. Mm -hmm. We were just in this moment of like, wow, this is like really hard for her and we're just going to like be in it and we're going to keep going and see where this goes. And I really appreciated that because mm-hmm. I wonder how many times in birth people sort of just jumped to the next step and that wouldn't have served me because, because there was all this anxiety about what was going to happen next. So you let me just be sad and tired and scared. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think often it's the anxiety of the other people in the space that add to whatever it is that the birthing person is feeling and then and and influence what they're feeling too you know yeah especially if we're kind of conditioned to or find it for whatever reason or reasons natural to caretake the people around us if they're anxious and it feels like okay if we do whatever's going to soothe your anxiety then everything can feel better and safer and so it feels felt like for me so much of the work of the team was just being as well-resourced as we could be and as steady and faithful as we could be and just totally trusting your journey and process. And I remember how hard that moment was for you. And I also remember having a lot of really sweet, Like, it was a really sweet time once you... It seemed like once you surrendered more Mm. into that experience. And, you know, then it was just you, me, and Tim. Which I kind of loved. It was really sweet. And, you know, he got to show up in these really special, intimate ways because there was no one else to do it. And I got to do it because there was no one else to do it. And it's interesting because the two, you know elder birth keepers left the building and we're Mm -hmm. like okay we still got this (laughs) yeah and it was really a really sweet time but I remember you in the bath in the tub on your knees and you you burst into tears and we just sat together for a while and that's when I remember sort of talking a little bit there weren't that many words but just finding your what I remember of it was it was a moment of you feeling like or attempting to support you to come to a place of like and I've got this I can do this mm. and, and it's a good thing to rest right now whatever rest means yeah you know, to not try to push it forward and trust that it's moving forward without proof and without effort and it felt like in that period of time you did let go more into that Mm. letting it move forward without having to push every millimeter
0: you're right that did shift that was like a moment a really important moment just upon reflection i mean i have to thank my grief (laughs) i have to thank my tears for just bringing this deeper level of like, all right, I don't know. I do not know. I truly don't. And yeah, I'm just feeling really grateful for you and Tim being there in that like very tender, intimate space because yeah, I just felt like almost like a baby. Like I felt like, I don't know. And I don't like, I truly am so vulnerable in this moment. And, and I, you know, there was just like this constant energy from you and him, like, you're okay. We're okay. It's going to be okay. I never once felt that slip. For the 48 hours of the labor. It was just like, we, this is okay. I, yeah, there was just like a trust because my trust wavered constantly, but your trust never wavered or I never felt it waver.
1: I think that everyone could feel that it was okay, that you were okay. And yeah, also
0: seemed like just an inherent trust of birthing and birthing bodies. Yeah, which is why it's so great to have an amazing support team around you in your birth because (laughs) I truly, yeah, I was spiraling in the underworld. That's what it felt like. I I think this would be a good time to also mention that you had activated this incredible text chain. Oh, the text thread. Oh, Oh my God. And I have gone back through it since because I couldn't be on it, obviously. And there was a moment. So you had said, like, I need you all to envision or something. Um, Becca, like, surrendering into her tiredness. I need us all, even if you can in your bodies, I'm paraphrasing here, like, just, like, trust and surrender into her tiredness. Like, we need this from you. And and then later it was like, we're all going to rest now. It's going to be fine, but we're all going to rest now. There was a way you worked with this text chain of, like, 20 amazing women who are in my life you know you didn't even know all of them they didn't all know you but they really you kept them a prize the entire process and they worked they worked
1: for us they were working they had their candles burning they were just Sending love and coordinating food snack drop-offs, yeah. and for Tim and for, for us. Oh my goodness! And I'm um, praying, and yeah. and and also like you know, not bringing a bunch of fear and catastrophizing into the space. None. Just like, gosh, I mean, for anyone who feels called, I just so recommend a well-guided, a well-held. Um, kind of virtual community of supporters, too. And I think one of the keys to that, well, you, one of the keys, of course, is that you got to, you chose people who you love and trust and who you wanted cheering for you, you know? And another piece was just that really clear invitation and request, really, at the beginning to just trust the process trust your journey as yours Mm -hmm.
0: and really
1: felt like everyone was doing that
0: yeah yeah it's such a gift to look back on it I like want to like print it (laughs) like (laughs) everything everyone said but I just remember at that moment where I we all had chosen to go rest and it was like 11 o'clock at night and you were like we're all gonna rest now and I could feel the text group like okay all right. So, we rested. As be- well, I restedish. Rested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you somehow coordinated you and Tim and then when Patty came back, like I could see you all sort of tagged in and tagged out. Yes, yeah, it's the middle of the night and you're the tiredest but the least able to rest. And I'm like moaning
1: the house awake every 5 minutes. <laughs> There's space. But at that point, just thinking about it, it was Saturday night. The last time you had any sleep, which wasn't even very good, was Thursday night. Yeah. And now you're, you know, a double all-nighter bowling through the second full night awake. Yeah. That was a lot. That's – your exhaustion was getting intense for you, understandably.
0: Yeah. So that's when I started – what's the word? Having visions? What's the word? Like psychedelic kind of visions. When you're so tired and you're like half asleep that like dreams. Delirious. I was delirious. (laughs) Delirium. (laughs) Um, And now I'm in postpartum delirium. It's a completely different one. No, it's very similar actually. But I, so I basically, one of you would be with me in like a shift through the night. And in the contraction, I would be awake, but they started to like, within the contractions they started to have like voices and they started to have characters or colors not always in a fun way where I just realized this is my exhaustion and I guess it was kind of entertaining but like I remember I was in the tub and Patty was like on her knees with me pouring water through each surge and this particular moment, The Surge had about five peaks. And each peak was like a different character in a story. And I was like watching them and hating them and interacting with them. And then The Surge would end and Patty would lay down and I would fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like jolt myself awake by like a snore or something. or And then it would come back and she'd get back on her knees and she'd like hum to me or rub my back. And then I'd like – I'd be – interacting with these <laughs>
1: things. And you're from, interacting with these five characters in like a one minute. Thirty seconds. one minutes. Yeah.
0: And then it would be over and then it would be done. But it would just it was it just looking back at that experience, like I can see how it it was just my way of coping. It's my way of coping because going into that night I thought this is impossible. Like this is impossible. I'm way too tired. And now I can be like, oh, my my body, my brain, we just, like, found a way. It just took you away for a little while from yeah. the idea
1: that you couldn't or you weren't or you wouldn't or what would happen next into sort of this fantasy cartoon land.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so – I mean, now I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> but in the moment, it felt a little bit like um, a really bad mushroom journey <laughs> where I was like, I'm trapped. But then I wasn't because we I, I was moving through. I was moving through and then all of a sudden I was out of the tub and Tim was with me in the shower and then Tim was laying down and all of a sudden I was leaning over the ball and you were giving me ice cubes made of coconut water and <laughs> metal in my mouth and encouraging me to drink water and then all of a sudden Patty was back and it would probably hours, but I just yeah, I probably wasn't tracking the room anymore. I was dropping into deeper place yeah
1: it's funny when I looked back on the photos I only took a few at night you know in the middle of the night but they remind me of how sweet it was it was intense but there's something so sweet about you know the whole neighborhood is asleep but here's this here's this birthing Becca you know finding your way in the in the dark of the night and And it's quiet, you know, there's no cars or no, there's no outside sounds. Um, And there's just something so, I don't know, really beautiful about the, the, the silence of the night and, you know, having one person sort of napping on one side of the birth tub while another person is, you know, just touching your lower back while you roll your roll around on this birth ball on your hands and knees and it was really from my vantage point anyways really sweet really sweet time and you you yeah. you went through a lot of transitions it felt like in that time like mm-hmm. you know it, getting dark and you going into that deeper level of surrender with your journey you know when when Diane and Patty left and then sort of navigating these waves of as spending more time with Tim and more time with me and quieter and then and then it started to intensify and be, mm-hmm. you got out of the tub and you had a shower and you I made you do a couple flights of stairs that I think uh. you were bad about <laughs> I didn't make you but you did it oh yeah those were hard the but they they really worked they moved things they yeah. really did and then that's when Patty we, I called patty to come back because everything was really like oh oh you called Patty up. to come it's picking up a little bit. And when was that? I have no idea. Yeah. But it was still dark. <laughs> yeah. It was probably around I don't know, one o'clock in the morning or something like that. She came back and Tim had gone for a nap before. Then I called her. She came back. We were there together. And then I went for a nap. And so it was it was sweet because by the time We were kind of coming towards the break of dawn. Everyone on the team had had at least some sort of snooze, even if it was an hour or an hour here and 10 minutes there kind of thing. So there was sort of a fresher energy.
0: I really felt that. I felt at the break of dawn, like I had done some good work Mm -hmm. and you were all like, my my recollection of sun, all day Sunday was like joy in all of you. Like, all right, let's go. Like it just, it felt energized. It felt really energized.
1: Oh, there's something like really sweet about it's now the second day that we're together in labor, all of us. And I remember, you know, at that point I was like, I know when to feed the cats. I know how much <laughs> coffee Tim likes. You know, and and it was sort of this sweet thing, too, in the background of we're obviously all caring for you and taking care of you and also taking care of each other and the cats. And this is the beautiful thing about having a a team, you know, a group of people is that we did get naps. And I think the lack of being able to have those moments probably also contribute to. Ah, whatever you know. Hasty decisions or things that that aren't maybe sent don't center the birthing yeah. parent. Um, yeah. And and in the same way that maybe when we're rested and we're resourced, we can center the well being of the the birthing person. But it was really it was a fun energy as the as the dawn broke. Of okay, another day. Everyone has fresh underwear on. <laughs> and uh, coffee and breakfast is, is getting ready. Yeah, you were cooking a lot in the kitchen. There was a lot of cooking.
0: Yeah, you went to the grocery store. Twice. Twice, that's right.
1: You went and got me Tums. <laughs> Actually, uh, I noticed that something big had happened. And I don't want to skip us ahead, but it was in the in the morning, Sunday morning. I went to the grocery store. Mostly because I looked in your fridge and realized you didn't have enough postpartum food. And I was uh, like, we got to fix this situation. And I was delirious yeah. at the grocery store. I remember walking <laughs> oh, around. That's right. You like,
0: had left the birthing portal. <laughs> all right. So I,
1: I, I texted some of our girlfriends on the drive or I was talking with them on the drive on the way back to the house. And I said, remember... If in case they had these days too. Remember those party days in like the late teens and early 20s where you would be kind of, you know, a little loopy from staying up all night and partying and then you'd see regular people walking around like going to work, wearing a suit and you just feel a little strung out. <laughs> yeah. That was me <laughs> at the grocery store. <laughs> but But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is I remember coming back from the grocery store and really quietly sliding the the sliding door open and you didn't look up. Ah. you didn't look up to see who was coming in. You had looked up when I left. Uh-huh. But you didn't look up when I came back and I was like, "Oh, she's in." Uh-huh. She's she's in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Really cool. Something happened in that early morning period. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I do recall being like this happens today. Like I just had a little bit more of like, we're doing this. And I think it was probably, I just felt fortified by the room's energy because I had such little reserve in me. Yeah. It feels like a blur again to recall. I, I just know Diane came mid morning and that's when it was like, let's, oh, we called the acupuncturist. Well, we ca- Diane came and checked you. That's right. I was six.
1: Yeah, you say that like you were happy about but it. But I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> your reaction or your face, not necessarily your outward reaction, but your face looked a little like someone told you the sun was never going to come up again. <laughs> yeah,
0: because I wanted it to be 10. Oh, yeah.
1: And you had worked all night for that four centimeters and so to know that you had another four centimeters to go that's right (sighs) yeah it felt like I can't do that again yeah that's right so I noticed that's when the hopelessness picked up a little bit
0: oh yeah yeah before and around there, mm-hmm. there was a lot of, another threshold to cross. And is that when the birth team was like, let's let's do something about this? Well, yeah, because I, think... I remember I just like kept getting like, we've called Lindsay, the acupuncturist or. You have to do this now. It became a little bit more like we
1: offered, I think you were offered to call Lindsay or it was recommended to help move things along. And you spent a lot of time in your bedroom with the birth ball or sometimes the birth ball on the bed, sometimes not, but standing on the floor with kind of leaned over with your chest on the bed. Mm. And it's, it was before the acupuncturist Lindsay, before she came. Um, but after you had been told you were six centimeters and that was oh, a, that was I've a completely tough. completely blacked out that part. <laughs> I think it was an hour or about an hour or so. We also had to wait cause you know, she was sleeping and, we had to wait until 7 a.m. Or, or something like that to, to get her. So I think she came around 9 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that window of time I think was when there was a more hopelessness in the air. You started to vocalize a little, I don't know if I can do this.
0: I remember talking to you and saying, I don't know if I can do this. And I remember you said like, I just remember you basically saying like, if you need to, if we need to go, we'll go. I didn't say that, but I felt but that maybe you felt that. Yeah, I do remember we had already called Lindsay
1: and I remember suggesting, let's wait until how about we wait until Lindsay comes and you have some acupuncture and then, and then we'll see how you
0: feel. Oh, wow. Well, from <laughs> what I thought you said was, whatever you want.
1: <laughs> there was that in there, too. There was that. In, you have that energy. Maybe not we're... vocalized. Yeah. <laughs> right. But also, that's when I reached out to Leanda, yeah. our friend. And she, of course, had just been thinking of you. You got a little a little speed dial from your soul <laughs> over yeah. to her. and And so she kind of guided me what to do while she sent you some energy. And uh-huh. that's when some sort of the people who weren't in the house started to come. It felt like their, their presence and their love and their energy was more conveyed to you. Mm. So we were telling you more about like, okay, Leanne doing this and that's we had right. a, we had a, um, a call, on speakerphone and stevie sang you a song that's right and so there was a little bit more like calling in the outside support which i think was in part partially like a great distraction and also just you needed you were so tired and just extra resources
0: that was really special i know and you'd like read me some like things people were texting and you would just share here and there and it was so helpful
1: you made you you did so great. That was a really intense period.
0: Yeah, it was. It's amazing how much I've blacked it out. <laughs> but yeah, I'm remembering. And I remember when Lindsay arrived. I was really worried that she wouldn't be able to give me acupuncture because my contractions were so intense. I was, like, just so worried about it. Like, you were worried that you'd be moving around too much? Yeah, or, like, you know, because I'm always used to, like, being on the table and lucid. And she – I was – because I was on all fours. And then sometimes I'd have the, the birthing ball. All fours was, like, how it basically went down at the end. And, um, I just like really couldn't move. I could barely talk to her, you know, and I just, she just like appeared under, like under me and then around me. And then she'd, she'd be like, hi mama. And then she'd like put a little in my, like in my shoulder blade. And then she'd be like, great job. She'd wait for <laughs> a contraction. And then she'd be like, okay, one more. And she'd crawl around me. And I realized like, why was I so worried about that? But yeah, so she did that. Felt like that really helped. It, I mean, I think she did it to move things along. Yeah. That was the point. And I was scared of that too. (laughs) I remember I said, thanks, I think, for what's about to
1: happen. Yeah, that really moved things. And that period was the period that I went to the grocery store. So things definitely picked up after
0: that. But that that
1: felt like pretty quick. But it was in reality. It was probably like nine thirty. I mean, Atlas was born late afternoon, so it was still a whole day,
0: right? But it felt like two but hours it, but after it that. moved.
1: You know, it moved quickly.
0: I think I hit transition soon after, right? What I
1: remember is that there was a deeper surrender after yeah. after that acupuncture treatment, which was probably just out of the sheer intensity that came after it. Mm-hmm. You know, things started coming. Closer, faster, more intense. So there was just less talking yeah, and probably less thinking on your end, you know? Oh, I yeah. imagine no thinking. just in, in the intensity of it. And so that being really surrendered, I feel like kind of that felt like time just went whoop. who yeah. knows what happened with time. Yeah. <laughs> but it definitely, definitely picked up and you felt really primal. Mm. like really in your body after that I
0: remember (gasps) I remember what happened (sighs) this I'm just giving people a warning I'm about to talk about body parts and birth but I probably should have told you that at the beginning (laughs) but I'm going to talk about things coming out of bodies my mucus plug came out
1: oh that was a celebration and I
0: needed that I really needed that because I was like waiting for days. I was like, why am I not the person with that mucus plug coming out?
1: Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, we haven't mentioned this, but that meant that your water hadn't broken. Yes. My water had not broken. So that sort of what we're told is the indication that one is in labor. You went through a full day and a half
0: without that thing happening. Right. Which is not a problem. No, but I was like why isn't my I was really I I remember there was a good amount of time I was like fixating on that like what the hell why can't it just break um yeah so my mucus plug came out I showed everyone <laughs> it was like look it was really cool and everyone yeah there was like this is happening and I started getting more like pressure on my bottom which was like a good sign that she was dropping. Oh, it started to be harder for me to walk to the bathroom because her head was getting lower and lower. And these were important for me to know, like, I'm not stuck in this. Like, this is moving. Oh, yeah. You had some great one-liners after that.
1: <laughs> my favorite was, and I remember smiling really hard, and um, Patty gave me a little, like, a, a big smile and a little wink because it was so funny. You said, she's coming out my butt. <laughs> <laughs> but it was more like she's coming out my butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it feels.
1: Oh my it god. It really feels it like that, just, right?
0: the pressure is so intense. Yeah, and I just was like that is definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way around. even though I knew like everyone says that doesn't happen. I was like no, no, no. Well, and if anyone,
1: you know, has is hasn't uh looked at the anatomy of the body lately you know that wall the the wall between the vagina and the rectum is
0: it's a little thing yeah 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 so all of those were great indicators that we were moving along and then at some point I hit transition what was that I just remember someone told me you're in transition this is going to be the hardest part And I was like, what? And I remember being like, how many contractions will a transition be? And Diane was like, four more. (laughs) But she was like, it's not four more. It's a hundred more. I
1: mean, the great thing with that moment of transition was you just took on this kind of, you had been getting more and more primal and in your Mm. body the whole time mm-hmm. you know just deeper and deeper and deeper and then you got this kind of warrior spirit mm-hmm. energy that really just came through like there was I remember I think it was um Patty that said this is the hardest part and it's the shortest yeah. she said this is the hardest part but it's the shortest and I think you had this like let's
0: that your energy anyway said okay I got let's do this Oh, from then on out, I was like, let's do this. And that and that feels like, I know it was several hours, but I, that felt like, psh, like, quick. And I just found the energy I didn't know I had. Oh, that's when I really started throwing up. There's a lot more throwing up happening. I could just feel like like my body, it was taking everything it had in this moment. And your transition was,
1: was fast. Your was it? Your transition, well... Everything that happened after that mucus plug came out was like, you know, it felt fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it picked up the pace, picked up the energy, picked up. There was a moment where I had to lay on my side and um, have some contractions. And Diane had me do that to to move things along. And I hated, I hated that. (laughs) I hated that. But it's so funny to remember and see pictures of that moment when Patty was laying behind me and she covered herself and herself in puppy pads because we were still waiting on my water to break, and then t- oh yeah that was and before. then Tim like had my head and then you were like holding my hand but also holding the fan but also ready to change out the puke um, bowls. And then Diane was like there measuring the baby and everything. And, and I was just hating it. And that was really intense. It was, I was moaning so loud. And then she ended up actually manually dilating me to 10 with her finger. And that, Tim said he saw you crying. Really? When that happened. I don't remember that. He said he saw you waving away tears.
1: I, th- I don't He remember. said that was the hardest part for
0: him because I I mean I was in so much I thought that was just really gnarly.
1: I don't remember wiping away tears. I'm trying to remember how I felt, but I think I, I started feeling really excited. I remember oh, that oh you like, did Oh we are we are getting there. I don't know. It was really intense for you though. I mean Yeah anyone full who on. was in there, you know, full feeling. Selves would have, it's, it's, in, it was intense for you and it was intense to, to watch you in that much. It was painful. Very painful. It was painful.
0: It was painful. And I'm really glad she did it. Yeah. I'm really, really glad she did it because that just moved me right into pushing pretty quickly. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's interesting because there's this interesting dance with birth, it seems, where. That wasn't a natural feeling thing for you to do, to be on your side. No. I mean, it was like the opposite of what you felt like doing, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Was it?
0: Yeah, I wanted to be on my knees or like standing and leaning over something. Yeah, not that. But, I laid
1: down, oof. But she knew it was what was gonna help. Yeah. And so it's interesting how there's both it's sort of this interesting dance of like your primal nature and what you're what you feel to do, which is also influenced by what's uncomfortable and you know what's Mm -hmm. comfortable and whatnot but also then there's this you know this wisdom of experience in the space and then still you having agency like Mm. you very much had choice there was never a point that I had the experience that anyone was like imposing their will on you you still had choice and also there was you know your midwife was amazing and Mm -hmm. she held this like You have choice. I'm going to ask you, and also this is what I recommend.
0: Yeah. No, I never felt like I was forced. (laughs) I didn't love it, but I never felt like I was forced. But
1: you did it. Like that was a real like to be on your side. Still
0: thinking about that. I'm like, that was really hard. And and just I just remember like really like screaming, like Mm. yelling and screaming in pain. And in retrospect, just like being so happy I was in my house, Mm -hmm. you know, and I could just do that, you know, and all of you were so just like saying, cooing in my ear and breathing with me and moaning, like lowered or my me to moan lower and just like holding me as I was like screaming. (laughs) It was really amazing. And Diane, just cool as a cucumber, just really like her energy. And then, yeah, soon after just being like, whoa, I like, I want to be on my hands and knees. And like, I'm, I am didn't feel like bearing down, but I just felt like, oh, there's, we're in a new thing. And that's when my water broke. Mm-hmm. And I was the, in the kitchen. The and pop like, heard whoosh. around the world. <laughs> <laughs> and when that happened, it was like a party. Yeah. It was like. I think you were in the kitchen, like, making sitz bath herbs and, like, warming up broth. and
1: Yeah, it was an exciting moment. It was an exciting moment when your water broke. I remember Tim's face. Oh. Just
0: so stoked. Was he? Yeah. I remember him. Just like, oh, So stoked. Yeah, all, all the pictures you have of him, he's smiling and laughing. So great. Yeah. Yeah, so then um, and, and then Diane just said, if you want to bear down, just go for it. Just go for it. You were on your hands and knees. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to go in the – I always envisioned a water birth, but I was so hot. I was, like, sweating. I just, like, constantly needed a fan on me or not, but then a fan back. It was, like, fan off, fan on, fan off, fan on, and the birthing tub was just too warm for me. So I just – wanted I was on my hands and knees right next to the tub on our living room floor and puppy pads were everywhere being switched out cuz things were coming out and and at that point you said take it off you were wearing this, this oh. white cotton dress <laughs> like- that you'd
1: been wearing for a couple of hours probably it was a year. getting pretty gross it was starting to get a little it ha- it was knotted up on a few corners trying to keep it out of the uh, splash zone <laughs> <laughs> But you, I think you then like, it was like the deepest, I just, in reflection, like watching you unwind into this deeper and deeper primal nature, just less thought, more instinct. And I remember you saying, take it off. And Tim sort of pulling your dress off over your head. And it was like, there you were just naked. Here I am. And ready to welcome your baby. And it was just such a symbol you being just completely undressed of this like deep primal nature and you were fully in this kind of warrior spirit energy like I'm I don't even know that I could put words to it but it was Mm -hmm. just this this like deep active surrender
0: just so opposite of how I pictured it which was in my magenta bikini in the birthing tub like huh. And then the baby comes out,
1: which happens Smiling for some women. with
0: waves of ecstatic pleasure. Which happens for some women. But um, no, no. No, no. I, yeah, I also said turn off the music. Like turn. I just needed, like we were listening to the same playlist forever, which I still listen to and love. But I was like, turn it off. Take this thing off of me. I remember someone, I don't know if it was you, was like, do you want me to redo your hair? And I was like, no. And so I had this like half bun in my head. And it was go time. And Diane was just like, if you feel it, go for it. And right before then, when she got you to 10,
1: there it, there was a flurry of activity. Uh-huh. It was awesome. And I had made soup. And I was like, Tim, go eat a bowl of soup. You know? Oh. Because <laughs> you knew how long it was going to be. Right. right? The average usually. pushing, I think, is three hours for yeah. the first labor. And I don't remember exactly when this happened, but it was after. After you had been in that quickening for some time, you were transitioned. I think it was when you were already at 10 and about to start pushing. And basically, you know, Tim and I were inhaling bowls of soup and Patty had a smoothie. She was taking down a smoothie and everybody was like, go pee, go pee, <laughs> oh, washing our hands. And, uh, and Diane, Patty got her gloves on, you know, yeah. Diane, of course, had her gloves on and we the stage was getting set. You know, to be in this, like, okay, we're all ready to all hands on deck kind of thing. Everyone yeah. ready to to welcome this little baby. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I felt that. I didn't see all that, but I felt this, like, let's go! It was so exciting. Yeah, I, I bet. mean, it was just like,
1: you know, energetic high fives, basically. <laughs> I, felt <laughs> That's a
0: joy. I felt it. I felt it. Oh yeah, and Diana called the backup midwife, Joan. And I had he- I heard her on the phone with Joan and she was like, well, good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> She's going to push head on over. And it was just like, come in the side door. See you soon. Like <laughs> so chill. <laughs> but also
1: a sense of gentle urgency. Yeah. Come on. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I saw Joan there. She came in so quietly, but. It was so sweet. I remember you
1: saying, oh, you didn't get to say hi to her. I'm zooming ahead. Right after the baby was born, you said, "Hi,
0: Joan." Hi, Joan. <laughs> but before I love then, Job. yeah, yeah. So I, I just, I'd always heard that the urge to push is like just you can't like it just takes over your body for a lot of women, and and that was really what happened to me. Is I'd I'd be pushing, and then another push would happen right behind it. So like there was it was just like I'd have some rest breaks, but it was just like so intense and I realized like this is the oh no Patty said this is the last part you're gonna meet your baby and I was like let's fucking do it like I just went for it and a part of me was like go slow you're gonna chair but I was like no no let's go and um I know I remember like uh, patty like urgently getting these like hot cloths to and the olive oil to diane so diane can like ease the the pushing pressure and all this stuff and i just knew like this this is gonna happen fast if i have anything to do with it this is gonna happen fast and i want and tim was behind me um like holding me And he was doing a lot of like, he was like hardcore coaching me now because I think he was like, I can do pushing. He's like, yeah, Becca, come on. Yeah, you're doing so great. I love you so much. He was awesome. You're a
1: warrior. You're a queen. (laughs) Just go, Becca, go. Oh, I have to tell you one of my favorite moments. It was right. You weren't quite pushing yet. This was one of my favorite moments. I don't even know if I've told you this yet. Hmm. We were all there. Not Joan yet. We were all there. And Diane was in the room, probably, you know, tracking data or something. And Patty was behind you, rubbing your back. And I was down on the ground beside you, sort of talking to you here and there as appropriate. And Tim was in front of you and it was in between you had just had an intense intense contraction because they they at that point i think you had you would have kind of one gentle one were gentle yeah <laughs> i remember that one less intense one and then one yeah. really mammoth one yeah. that was long and intense and it was after a contraction and you put your head back on the birthing ball and tim just looked around the whole room and he said whoa women are amazing Mm. and I feel teary um, Mm. remembering that moment because in that moment I thought you are, you are a deeply safe space in this moment to become the father of a little girl. (laughs) Like how amazing for that energy of just deep reverence for, for you, for women and in, I don't know how he was processing it, but I just experienced it as this like deep reverence for the all, for the, all of us, for all of us, for all of who we are, for, for you, for this little one coming through you. And it was just Mm. such a beautiful moment.
0: Oh yeah. I just remember he was so worried before the birth that he would like be forgotten or not be involved in some way. And, he's he just verbally said many times like I want to be a part of this like I want to be a part of the birth of my child and I know I won't know how to do everything and it's women's work or whatever but like I want to be there and I just remember in these lucid moments being like you're here you are we're doing it you're doing it and he was behind me when I was pushing and Diane had said like Tim where do you want to be because this baby's come they asked me and I said I want to be I because I was on all fours and I said I want to be on my knees now and I want Tim to be in front of me so he can see cuz I knew he want this and he said no 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 it's okay and I was I said no Tim you got to move get in front of me right now and he did and then they said you can feel her head Cause that was when it, that's when the, the, what do you call it? Ring of fire. So I was like, it burns. And they're like, yeah, ring of fire. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then I, they said, you can feel her head. And I reached down. And I think I said like, feels like a raisin <laughs> or something. But that felt so wild to me. Like, oh, this is my baby's head. And then I felt the head go back up in. And I remember it's going back. Like, I thought for a second, like, I'm losing her. And they were like, it's great. It's fine. And then a couple more. Because that's natural. The, yeah. The baby in and out. In and out. Yeah. And you know, working their way down. But I remember that feeling of her going back in. I felt really like, oh, no. Oh, no. But then a few more pushes. Her head. Oh, her head. I only know this because you filmed it. And I've watched it so many times that I know what happened was... Her head was coming through, and Diane and Jones said, Blow out your mouth. Like, and I remember that from Call the Midwife <laughs> Netflix. That's when the baby's crowning to prevent tearing and for it to go slower. And so I was like, This, it's happening. And then in the video I watched of me blowing, and then I went, Oh! Because she came right out. Like a little bowl of jelly. Yeah. Um, And Tim got to catch her and put her on me. And in the video you can see I am in total shock. (laughs) Just like, what? An Atlas Sky Peace Jelly was born. Quickly after a very long labor, just out she came. Cried immediately pooped immediately pooped immediately copiously too yes (laughs) that made me so happy it's like (laughs) healthy body yeah and i i just like and that that's when it felt like slow motion where i just was looking at her and looking at tim and looking at her and looking at Tim, and realizing i don't have reflux anymore and i have no pain and it's over and there's Nisha. And itch, I just sort of felt like, whoa. And lots of laughter and joy. Mm-hmm. Just so much laughter and joy. No emergency. No, I mean, the midwives were like checking and Joan would come in and take her temperature. and But I, I was just in this zone of just like, my new family yeah. was so such a gift. It was really beautiful. It was so, wow, yeah, worth it all. Mm-hmm. Worth it all. And, um, you know, I know not everyone is able to have, like, the birth they envision, you know, and I honor that. Like, the, you know, the birth is what it is. The baby's journey is what it is. You're one of those people, right? Mm-hmm. And this is not what I envisioned, but I just felt really lucky to be able to, like, push her out on my living room floor yeah <laughs> after not sleeping for two, two days and surrounded by you know my beloved and these like incredible women who were just like always knew it was gonna be okay so great it was really really
1: magical yeah the thing and watching her just f- flop out of you <laughs> like, like a little like a little baby seal I <laughs> know, it felt very amphibious. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, for anyone who hasn't touched a, a baby's head when it's still in the birth canal, it's like, um, it's very jelly-ish. Yeah. You know, like surprisingly, uh, they, they the, the skull sort of forms and, and comes together into more of a skull-like shape pretty soon after that. But it's really soft and they're very squishy.
0: Yeah. Very squishy. Wow. Ugh. Did it feel victorious after like all that work you and the team put in to be like, yes?
1: I don't remember feeling anything of my own feelings except just joy. Yeah. And so happy for you. Yeah. And just euphoric. You know, that yeah. oxytocin. It was in the room. Hit is contagious. Yeah. And also there's something that you said about how you know, there was a checking of temperatures and all of that stuff. But even that, um, the medical stuff that has to happen, it was, it was, it was done so artfully Yeah. to to the point that I didn't even really notice it. I might've just been, you know, had, you know, baby hearts in my eyes, but, but it was really so artfully done. Do you want to share anything about what happened after? Cause you know, baby and then there's placenta i mean there's so many more pieces yeah oh of yeah
0: um so then i started getting contractions again because the placenta had come out and i remember being real annoyed <laughs> like already no but it was time and diane oh diane had me feel the cord when it was still pulsing and that felt really special i just think the placenta is incredible i think the uterus is incredible That's just like you grow an organ, and then it's when it's done, it comes out. Like what? So, and then I pushed out the placenta, and as soon as that came out, I felt like ten thousand pounds lighter. Like it's so big and heavy, and I was just like, wow! I got to look at it, and then oh yeah, we like tried the breast crawl to get her. We had a little trouble with latching. That's a whole other. The breastfeeding journey is a whole other thing. But then when she did latch, I just felt like I've always envisioned this moment, you know, Mm. just like, and Tim behind me, just like talking up a storm, like, Becca, that was so great. Did you see that? And you pushed so hard and that was so fast. And I was like, just holding, just like, wow. So cool to be in this moment that I just like dreamed of, you know, for so long. Mm. And then. Yeah, having them check to see if I tore. I didn't tore too too bad, which felt like a gift. And then all of a sudden, Joan is, like, putting a frozen padsicle on me. And, like, you're, like, you've blended a soup and you're giving it to me. And I just felt so tended to. Yeah, within, I would say, about uh,
1: 90 minutes of her being born, you had you had a, a robe on yeah. and your hair braided and you were eating oh, that's right. and drinking. And you would have thought that you had just slept instead of had a marathon. I mean, I felt so energetic. Yeah, it was really and Tim too, because he, he hadn't had much. Nobody yeah. had had much sleep. But yeah. but certainly you 2 hadn't had much sleep. And yeah, that burst of energy that came was really.
0: And I remember I was like, okay, now I can tell you all about like the um, delirium and the characters. <laughs> you filmed me talking about it. <laughs> I'm like, so there was this character and there was this. Character. You all were so sweet listening to me. Yeah, and Diane just like sat with me while everyone else like emptied the tub and cleaned the kitchen, and you like prepared our bedroom. Oh, I will always be so grateful for what you did. Mm-hmm the whole time but to walk into my bedroom and you had like dim the lights brought up the changing table like put water and snacks and like nipple cream and rescue remedy and like all this stuff on my nightstand and put up a pillow for breastfeeding and put down a towel for all the stuff that comes out of you and (laughs) you made this like sanctuary this postpartum sanctuary for me and Diane, like, took me into the shower and, like, showered me. It was really My doctor, <laughs> like, took me in there and, like, put mesh underwear on me and dried me off. And Tim was holding Atlas. Tim with, had the skin first to skin time. time with Atlas and, like... I see in the distance, the woman is there picking up the tub and they're discussing. And she's taking the placenta and everyone, I can see it in the distance. Patty's taking care of that. And it's just like, house is getting cleaned. Do, 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 and- it just felt so, and everyone was just like, we did it. So much joy. So much joy. And then I lay in the bed and someone brought me Atlas, Tim or someone else. And Diane just like waited and talked to me and let me process and I just like had to like thank all of you a million times. It just was like the best feeling. Mm. and you, you were glowing. I, I was thrilled. I am not deleting those postpartum
1: <laughs> glamour shots off my phone maybe ever. <laughs> I was
0: so happy. You were so happy. I was so happy and the pain was just gone. Mm. I mean other pain came <laughs> but I'll always savor that night and then yeah was you all sort of left Mm -hmm. slowly but surely Diane was the last one and she had, there was,
1: there was some stuff, I mean, we're, we're skipping over some things like, you know, the placenta, that was a little bit of a process, yeah. but it, there was so much trust in it. And a
0: weighing her.
1: Lots of cleaning, cleaning baby poop out of all baby folds. Lots and, of cleaning baby poop. And, uh, and weighing her and measuring her little head. That was so fun. And,
0: yeah. And introducing her to the cat oh that's right we or had maybe a, just one of them just one the other one had no interest in what was happening in that room <laughs> yeah lots of little things but they were big things like I
1: remember how excited you were to see her get weighed and measured yeah and the like, scale
0: that you hold up I was you, like <gasps> yeah I remember
1: you were so excited like you take lots of pictures because it was like I, I guess you'd been like that's something you had been envisioning, yeah,
0: like, waiting for, yeah,
1: for so long.
0: Oh, yeah. And then I was like, Nisha, take close up shots of the placenta. It was <laughs> the beautiful. tree of life. Show me, yeah, that was cool. Joan brought that over and was like, let me show you which side was yours and which side was hers. And here's where the sack was. And I was just like, thank you. And you could just see, like, they, she was in that sack, yeah, how wild. I know. I know. That was really great. Yeah. So Diane was the last to leave and she's like, you can call us at any time. Like you're never alone. And Tim and I just like laid in bed and yeah. fell asleep and she fell asleep. It was really, it was a really beautiful moment. It was like our little pause before like Postpartum really ramped up. And that's probably another episode for another time to talk about how intense that first week was. It was just like not sleeping and struggling with feeding and all of it. But I will put that aside and say, like, that night, that like post birth haze was just like the best. Yeah. Such a good feeling. And also hard. But that's another
1: conversation.
0: Cause I remember you called Diane, I think, it
1: midnight or something
0: right about breastfeeding yeah what was that about oh my gosh the fog amnesia really comes in yeah it works right like it was wait, amazing and we I remember- did call okay wait a second <laughs> okay we had a couple of very blissful hours and then oh i had to feed her and we really struggled with that and tim called her oh and she was okay yeah it was a- overfeeding and tim ran to target at 7 a.m. the next morning to get a nipple shield and a hand pump. <laughs> and it all worked out. And it's even so now fun. I'm like, oh, that was so sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the romanticizing of it. Because yeah. it is, it is. You know, you have this tiny baby and you're just like, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Really
1: Beautiful. What was the, the thing that you were most surprised about, about your labor journey
0: in retrospect or maybe at the time? Mm. Um, the, the, the mind battle. Mm. I have this like spiritual teacher, grandmother Sarah, who I've interviewed on the podcast and talk about a lot. And she had me recall my, my mother recalled the story of my birth, at, uh, my mother blessing, and I, we'd also gone through it in more depth. And um, grandmother Sarah was like, just look for like clues from your mother's birth story in your own. And so one thing that stuck out in my mother's in the story of my birth is my, we, my mom was in the hospital and she was really annoyed that the doctors, nurses and my dad were watching this war movie while she was laboring.
1: Yeah, that seems a little And she was like,
0: what are you doing? I'm here. And so I had been like, look out for the war movie. Like, what's the war movie in my labor? And it was in my mind. Mm. It was was a battle in my mind. You know, just sort of like, that's the way I frame it. You know, that it just felt like a thousand little choice points of like, what are you going to choose in this moment? This is so hard. Are you going to? Like, are you going to choose path A or path B and, like, like duck and cover. Like, it just felt so never-ending until, until it finally ended when I just, like, dove in. Do you remember what that moment was? I think it was probably, like, early morning, Sunday morning after, like, hallucinating all night and just really saying, okay, I, like... I give up in a different way. Like I surrender. I, I clearly, I clearly can't control this. Mm. And I think a part of that was also like, if I've, if we've got to go to the hospital, we've got to go to the hospital. Like I truly am not leading this anymore, but I, but I'm not going to think about any of those things. Like I stopped thinking. Yeah. It's very liberating. Yeah. And it's just not what I ever imagined. Mm. -hmm. Very humbling. And now I just like, there's something like 33,000 babies are born a day, something like that around the world. And I'm just like miracles. These women are birthing people, not just women. Mm -hmm. These people doing like hard, incredible work, bringing these babies into the world. Like what does do like it's happening right now. Like it just happened again. Like, Wow, yeah. And I every time Diane the midwife comes over to check on me, which isn't which is nice. She can, she comes like twice a week. I say like she's been doing this for thirty years, and I go, you know, how many births have you had since mine? She's like four. I was like, what? She's like, they're amazing every time. Mm-hmm. They're amazing every time. She said, you know, I show show up to dinners and I go, sorry, I was at a birth, and people go, oh, okay, I'm glad you're here. And she's like, no, no, I was at a birth. Do you understand? I was it a birth? <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> like there's something about it that feels now that I've gone through it, like I have so much respect um and admiration for people who go through it. It's a really
1: profound journey.
0: Yeah. However it looks for every single person. I'm just like, wow. Wow. Mm.
1: What do you feel like you're still processing about your birth journey and is there anything that you sense you haven't started processing yet?
0: Mm -hmm. I really want to like process it more with Tim and like what he was feeling. I really want to hear, I really crave him to tell me what he, like his whole perception of me. Like I really want to feel seen in it and we're just sort of waiting think we're like waiting for that first night maybe we can like drink a glass of wine for the first time and look at each other and like talk about it because I keep wanting to rush and he's like it's not yet not yet so I'm really craving like him and I just sort of processing the birth together like in a slower way and I want to do that with my mother too talk about it I shared the video with her and she cried And I was like oh I want more to, I want to talk about this more with you so it's almost like and this is helpful, right? Like being witnessed in my own processing of it. And I'll be processing it forever. Yeah. Forever, right? I've heard you tell your birth story at least five times and I want to hear it again. like. And it's probably healing for you to tell it. I really think it is. Yeah. You know, different layers come out at different times. And
1: I don't know if this will be true for you, but something that I found is that there were pieces where they were sort of blocked out or that I didn't have much emotion about that period of time. But then over time or as I've had more like body sovereignty and not been nursing or at different stages or going through different things in my life, that the emotion of that moment that was maybe a frozen moment or frozen in my memory or experience kind of gets unlocked. Mm and a new rush of feeling like emotion I have about that, whatever
0: that was, you
1: know, so be curious to see. Yeah.
0: Well, I have so many parts that even you being like, wait, wait, this happened. I'm like, it did. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. It did. Like, there's just so much to explore there. Yeah. And I, you know, I was thrown right into, you know, keeping a baby alive and this postpartum, this sacred postpartum time that I wonder as like she gets older and I sleep more and if m- more will cu- yeah be illuminated yeah in the whole process because yeah, it's a major life event. Yeah. I think the last question I feel to ask is
1: what was the favorite choice of yours that you made for yourself for your birth
0: or throughout your birth? <sighs> to rest that night instead mm. of push through mm. I just I can see how wise that choice was what had
1: you know that that was the thing for you because you, you you're in your impulse was to do the opposite yeah but what had you say okay this is the choice I'm gonna make
0: it was like a wiser part of myself knew that like there's no rush. There's no rush. Why are you rushing? Which is just like a theme of my life, you know, in these systems we live in. But just like there's no like she and I think one of you had said like she's on her own timetable. She's got her own journey. She knows. So why am I trying to like impose on that? (laughs) Like maybe the gift right now is resting, Mm. you know? in the way it was so I just looking back I'm so glad I chose that and didn't try to like I don't know how it would have gone if we had chose if I had done a different way if we had chosen to like spend all night pushing it but I'm glad I didn't Mm. you did so beautifully thanks I know that your
1: experience of it was having that mental battle for some time and You know, and it's beautiful in its own way, like all the stages of surrender and such an intense experience to open ourselves in that way. It's like the definition of vulnerable. Yeah. You know, like when will we ever be more vulnerable than in a moment of opening to bring a new life into the world? It's so intense with no guarantee of how it's going to go, what's going to happen And you did your dance, and you did it so beautifully. It was really such an honor to witness.
0: Mm, I'm just so grateful to you for being there literally every step of the way.
1: It was really wise of you, and I get that it's, you know, one part wisdom and one part privilege, right? But to have people, your people, to choose the people that you chose to have around you and... Yeah, I mean I think it's so powerful a place that maybe we don't always feel like we have agency and sometimes people I'm sure don't actually have agency but I think sometimes we do and we don't realize in who we get to have in the room, who we yeah. get to that for many of us there is maybe the option to say, you know what, I don't I don't fully trust this person and I don't mm. know why but they're not it yeah I need a different person or like you know my my sense is just I actually want that person in the room or the plan is changing and I'm 38 weeks but I don't know what to say that's just what's true like there's
0: so much wisdom I feel in the time before yeah labor I think we asked you a couple weeks before mm-hmm. it just came to, to us it's like yep that's what we need I also knew that you know our birth team, Patty and Diane and Joan are wonderful, but you know will I see them again? You know they they have the memory, but like you are my friend, and you have the memory like locked in your heart forever. It's also
1: like great to have a photographer if you want pictures and videos, and that's not really your midwife's job.
0: So <laughs> uh, nice to have took, extra hands for you grocery took like three hundred. <laughs> And I'll 288. Them. That 288. number is locked in my mind. And I'll always be
1: grateful for but, that. But it is great to have someone who can do things like feed cats, yeah. water plants, because they might not get watered for a while, you yeah. know, go grocery shopping, take over so that the other, you know, parent or partner can have a break. And just, I know it's not for everyone, but for those who feel called, having just one extra set of helping hands I think can make a real difference
0: yeah I think the amount of hands we had in the room was like probably bare minimum I'm realizing now like you know it's very intimate and I really felt like the desire for privacy like the mammal in the cave and if I ever did this again I'd probably have a few more hands Mm -hmm. you know I mean we'll see but it's yeah the village right Thank you for letting me be here. Thank you for being a part of this. So grateful.
1: I feel really honored to have been there and really honored to hear you share your story and excavate little moments. And I'm just struck with how, you know, um, it's like a weaving of intensity and pain and laughter and silliness and naps and
0: nourishment and questioning and... It's really, really amazing. hmm I also want to acknowledge and honor Daniela Noguera, who is um, NurtureToFlourish.com. She is my postpartum doula, and we are talking on microphones right now uh, because she's watching and tending to Atlas and making me lunch every, every other day. <laughs> so I just want to say, Speaking of the village, just want to really honor Daniela right now and thank her so that this is possible at three and a half weeks postpartum. Yeah, she's awesome. And, you know, as
1: a little side resource for folks, because postpartum doulas, you know, maybe people can afford them, maybe not, maybe there's access, maybe not, but Meal Train. Yeah, key. A Meal Train, there are websites for it now, which is really handy. Mealtrain.com, I think is one of them, but such a great way for neighbors and friends and community members to contribute in the early days, dropping off food. and
0: We have been so well fed. Yeah. It's a
1: blessing to have that one thing that doesn't have to be so thought about and planned for.
0: Yeah. And can be done in COVID times too. Yeah. Which is a great way for people to show their love and support. Okay. We'll complete here. Thank you, Misha. Thank you, Becca. Thank you so much for joining me. I know your time is sacred and the fact that you spent it with me talking about belonging means a lot. If you want to access show notes or links to old episodes, check out belongingpodcast.com. And if you know a friend who could really benefit from listening to this episode, share it with them. I'll talk to you soon.